Okay, guys, you're welcome back again to Hughes Convos. It's been a while I uploaded, but I'm still here, still doing the same thing. I've got a lot of content that I've put out together for you to watch, listen to, and we have a podcast now. So it's on Spotify, it's on Google Podcasts, it's on iTunes. I mean, it's on every platform. So just Google Heroes Convos. So if you don't want to watch the videos, if you don't have enough internet to watch the YouTube channel, or you're bored of seeing my face or whether, I mean, my face is boring, but whoever's face you see on the show, uh, you're tired of seeing that, just go on the uh, podcast and listen to it on the go. So that's amazing. I mean, I forgot to actually mention it in the last episode. So yeah, we're back again. And today, again, like I said, it's yours, Convo, so it's going to be conversational. So we're going to talk about something. And the reason we're talking about this is... Oh, by the way, her name is Joan. You want to introduce yourself? <laughs> you can do with the others. <laughs> no, 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 just introduce yourself. Um, hi, my name is Oluwa Joan. What is Oluwa Joan? Let's get an idea. Dangu. 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 God is better than all of us. Us all. Human beings. God is better than us all. So, yeah. Where are you from? I'm Nigerian. Um, and I'm from Lagos State. I actually thought you were from Uganda. Could I could I won't mind you guys give me passwords, please <laughs> get through your password. If it has this is going to be recorded. Actually, if it has additional advantage, if it has additional advantage that Nigeria passports, then I'll collect it. If it doesn't, then you can keep it. What if you have an opportunity to be president of the country in Nigeria? You have just said something that will sell you out. This is no, it's not. I'm it's not a sellout. If I get married to an Ugandan man, I'm not gonna get a passport. Okay. Yes, I would. So Okay, okay. So her name is Ulua Juwan. She's a member of our church here. She's born again. I mean, she might not be fighting, but trust me, she's a born again Christian. On the streets. You are not from the street, on the streets in Jesus' name. We see it. Oh my gosh. Anyways, yeah. So Juwan is a member of our church here, and we have a discussion here. So, like I said, uh, why I brought up this discussion is because it's something that comes up a lot, and we cannot overshadow it. And then sometimes in the church, when it's discussed, it's discussed from a sort of disconnect. True. So the people listening are like, yeah, this pastor doesn't understand what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get it. And Very true. But then again, when it's discussed on the streets, it's, it's also another extreme. And is there like, no, that's not what God said and stuff like that. So, so what we're talking about is dating an unbeliever. Can a Christian date an unbeliever? It's a... I know you're not married, so that's what we're talking about dating. It's not like can a Christian marry? Am I? Well, Am I not? What are we going to talk about? Um, I think that we'll have to do an episode on dating itself. What dating is? Okay. Um, is it allowed in Christian? Uh, Christian uh, I mean, culture? Are we allowed to date? How do we get? How do we pick the people we want to get married to? So maybe with that we're going to have even maybe one more person join us. So we just sit here. Okay, now I'll sit here. Okay. City and the one running the show, so they can't take my seat. So, yeah, so something like that. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> Anyways, so, <laughs> so yeah, can a Christian date a non believer? That's a big question. And I want to have this conversation. I mean, normally, if I'll do it in church, I'm gonna put up the Bible and start telling you everywhere in the Bible where it says, Do not date a non believer. But even times where these uh, scriptures are taken. Some people don't understand why. So it feels like this is a rule. Yeah. But I love him. Mm. Mm. I love her. He's a nice person. Mm. And let's let's be honest. They are really, really pretty nice people who are not Christians. Very true. 
I know it feels so very true. I mean, you meet them, they're awesome to talk to, awesome to speak to. I mean, you just feel like, oh my God, this is my soulmate. And people feel like that. So, he's nice. Oh no, he makes me feel like this. No Christian brother has appreciated me the way. So, is it okay today? What do you think about Christians dating unbelievers? Well, I think it's a flat out no. Scripture already says it's a flat out no. So, that is. If that's the one, one word answer you want, mm -hmm. the answer is no. But if we want to also go extensive on it, the answer is it's not good for you. As much as the emotions are there, as much as the feelings are there, it is not the right move to make. Mm -hmm. And that's because of the many issues that can possibly come out of such a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, so I think for especially people from my own generation, if you will, mm -hmm. we, we sort of don't want any sort of limitations on what we can do okay. and how we can love. So that's why I would want to love any and everybody. Mm -hmm. But if I understand that I am a Christian and that already lays some sort of a possibility on me, mm -hmm. then I was willing to take it to the very end as well. Mm -hmm. And not just say I'm a Christian when it comes to certain things, mm -hmm. but to actually live it out in every single area of my life, including dating. Okay. And yeah, I think there's also the discussion of why do people do it exactly yeah. um and why do people want to go outside of the church the church why do you think so well, why would you think i think i think so as a girl i think one of the issues would be christian guys not knowing how to approach a lady <laughs> i think this is cliche but everybody no, says this no but that's fact <laughs> if there's a spectrum of a hundred seventy <laughs> percent and I'm being very generous, don't know how to approach a lady. Okay. <laughs> um, and and many times you you'd actually hear girls say, Yeah, the way somebody outside that doesn't have my faith is approaching me. It's just way different, it's more exciting that this person just wants to come in you know, a one narrowed way. And I think mm -hmm. many guys as well need some sort of guidance mm -hmm. in things that has to do with dating people. Okay. So you don't just think because I'm a lady. Mm -hmm. I would just go out. But don't, don't you think this has to do with cultural background and how some people grew up and what they expect from how a guy should be? Because as you say, some some ladies are like, yeah, you spoke to me directly and I like it. No, no. So there's there's a clear difference between how you speak to somebody and accept, mm -hmm. and there's a clear difference between how they are approached. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's it's more like the Christian guys don't want to put as much effort. Exactly, and why would you not want to if you say, I'm not saying I'm going to not give you the answer I want to give you because I want you to chase me. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, even if I'm going to give you the answer, I want to see effort. So don't just expect me. And they can also be very lazy dates people. They can be very talking, lazy. I'm talking from experience. <laughs> well, I'm talking from a, a wealth of other people's experience as well. But they can be very lazy to plan a date. And I think when you see somebody outside, somebody outside outside of the faith, I mean, is mm -hmm. wanting to go the extra mile. Okay, I want to actually do something that is nice. Mm -hmm. And those little things entice people a lot. Mm -hmm. Which is why, if we are Christians, I actually expect you to do better. Mm -hmm. Because you have more knowledge than this person that is mm -hmm. just doing it. Yeah. So, I think that's one of the problems. So, you feel one of the problems, people, especially ladies, uh, okay, you're talking from ladies' point yeah, so of Why ladies guys. look out yeah. to why guys look out? Yeah. that are unbelievers? Yeah. Because the Christian brothers don't have game. 
Mm-hmm. She cannot put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know I think, and, and I think if I want to also talk from a guy's perspective as to maybe a couple of friends that I know or a couple of conversations I've heard, it's also the kind of things some Christian guys want to do, they know they can't do it with somebody that actually is practicing their faith. So it's just best to go outside. So wait, on the flip side, they don't have game. Mm-hmm. And on another side, mm-hmm. they have some wild... In- Experiences that I know that if I I make this approach to this particular person, word will enter word and somebody else is going to hear about it. And I'm also trying to keep my game secret. Okay, so So. there is one, there's a fundamental problem of discipleship here. Exactly my point. If the guy is having something else, there's a fundamental problem with discipleship. And you know how to approach you, there's also a fundamental problem of discipleship. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you have a personal thing against how you approach. I personally don't. (laughs) Um, because if you approach me in a way I don't want to, mm-hmm. my response would also show you that. Yeah, I think maybe because I, I can't relate because I didn't have the Christian background. I, I grew up a Muslim all my life, and even as a Muslim, I still had these liberties that I was in my family. So my family had these liberties that I had. So uh, I don't think I can relate to how somebody who grew up in Bible school, uh, Sunday school, kind of typical Christian. Yeah, kind of yeah. I, I, I did have a oh God, I don't want to say this on, on the air, so let me not say that. Because I, think, you know. I think a flip side to it is girls as well, they want somebody that is both Christian and also has a wild or crazy side. Mm-hmm. And while not like you're doing anything outside of scripture, but you are not, um, I don't know, I don't want to use this word that's coming to my head. But you know those people that are so, super spiritual? Rigid. And, yeah, I don't know. Not, not super, super spiritual. Exactly. They're rigid. Yeah, I think that's a better one. So, people that are just super rigid and they think like, if I'm going to do something, this is exactly the way I should do it. Mm-hmm. And so you can't even you can't even do some certain things because you think it's not, or right. because you just feel somehow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to show that I have the Holy Spirit in me, so mm-hmm. I'm going to stay in a certain. I, but those things are there. You want to do them, like for instance, have fun, go out on some dates, you know, uh, do some. I mean, step out of your way to do something for your partner. Most of us just want to. God bless you, Jesus Christ is your Lord. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this right now. Most of the people who tell you, I'm not saying everyone, but okay. most people who tell you that when they were dating, the only thing they did was read opening prayer. They're lying. Of course people, they are. <laughs> I, like, I mean, there's still some fun to it. I'm not saying it's all mechanical. But, yeah. Uh, but I'm saying like girls want this to be. So I'm, just, let me let me draw it out here. Where you drew, where you just, I mean, specify this. Uh, before we start even going to why dating unbelievers. It might be it's a problem. Yeah. Um, it's you're saying that the reason people look out in the first place is there are some factors that mm-hmm. they can't find within the church, which may be as a problem of lack of grooming yeah. from the Christian brothers or Christian yeah. sisters or yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And there are also many other factors that some people can deal with. And okay, some people don't have a Christian background. They were never born again, mm-hmm. and so they did a lot of stuff when they were. Much in the streets yeah. or something like that yeah. and so by the time they get born again mm-hmm. that this experience they've this had and not, not even continue mm-hmm. this experience they've had and they don't see that typical oh okay so you understand typical you. person mm-hmm. um fits that bill ah, if i do this one does not understand i have to explain this absolutely so because of that they'll feel mm, let me just say that not believe Maybe one day God is going to change their hearts. So there are a lot of factors com, uh, contribute to it, but I do I don't say that there are enough reasons for us to choose outside of God's boundaries for us. Of course not. Uh, but it's just that people are humans. 
it's just I think recognizing that it's at factors and the church itself can then work on those factors to ensure that people realize why even if these factors are there, they are not motivations for you to then go out. Because like it or not, there are also repercussions of doing that. So. I'm even going to give some examples, but first, in the scriptures, like this is the most common scripture that is given, Second Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14, where Paul says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what does righteousness and wickedness have in common? Mm-hmm. Now, or what fellowship can light have with darkness, or harmony is there with Christ and Belial? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Now, what agreement is there now? When Paul is talking about, about this, he's not saying don't talk to unbelievers, don't relate with them. When he says don't be yoked, it means don't come into some form of communion with them uh, uh, that involves both lives. I mean, and the example is like, uh, the example here is from cattle. I mean, when cattle are threshing the ground, they have this thing, they lock their heads together. So whenever one cattle turns to the other, one turns. So that's why Jesus would say, take my yoke on you, for it is simple and light. Mm-hmm. It means, Let's be a yoke together. Mm-hmm. So wherever I turn, you turn as well. So you don't get your life to a point where you're so involved with people who don't share the same faith as you. Now, mm-hmm. some people think this is too uh, extreme, or this is Christians trying to be too bad, or trying to prove that they are better or superior and things like this. But it goes way back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. It goes way back to God giving instruction to the Israelites, and He tells them. Don't intermarry when you get into a new land. Don't marry with uh, the people from those lands. Mm-hmm. And when God says that, He's not trying to say, "Oh, these people are not humans." Mm-hmm. What He is trying to say in the Scripture is that if you do this, when you intermarry, marriage has a huge influence no matter who you are. Your relationship, your romantic relationship, has a huge influence on you. Mm-hmm. So when you intermarry. You're not just marrying a person. Both of you are intertwining yourselves. Mm-hmm. And then God says, if you do this, you're going to forget me. Oftentimes, bad influence influences the good mm-hmm. one yeah. faster. Mm-hmm. So you're going to forget me easy. And when you do that, it's going to be a problem. And oh, times and times again, we see the results. Yeah. Yeah. They go, they intermarry. Mm-hmm. Then before you know it, they're even doing things like child sacrifice. God keeps coming back and saying, you are committing um, adultery in the sense of you're serving other gods. They start serving idols. They start worshipping this. A prime example is Solomon. Began very well, made this huge prayer in the temple, built this great temple. Ask God that whoever turned to this temple, their prayers will be answered. And even got wisdom, right? But then, what happens? He goes after other women and then by the end, is going after other gods and idols. So when God gives these instructions, it's not because of him. It's actually to protect us. Because he knows that you're going to forget him. And so when we bring this back to what Paul says, don't be yoked to that unbeliever, he's not just saying it out of the news. He's also coming from the line of scriptures. He's aware of what has been happening before. And then he's saying, don't do this. And one of the ways you can yoke yourself is in marriage or in relationship. So now, if you're serious about your faith, that's why I said discipleship first is important. Yeah, if you're sure. serious about your faith, your understanding of Jesus Christ, who he is, that's true understanding. Yeah. You would realize that you and somebody who doesn't share the same belief and faith are not going the same place. Yeah, I think I think I think the first point is understanding the Bible itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and most times when you hear preachers want to talk about dating an unbeliever. 
they make it seem like it's just they will like this is it you just don't do it um but if you explain why it is not right to do that i feel like more people would understand and then be able to make um choices and sound decisions so again like you said going back to genesis and i think understanding the fact that when god said they should not intermarry it wasn't a thing of they are trying to prove <clears throat> a point to anybody mm-hmm. when they think of this is the people that I have selected to represent me mm-hmm. and if I've selected them to represent me there is a way of life they should live mm-hmm. that other nations around them can tell that these people are different mm-hmm. so but then if they go ahead to marry them mm-hmm. um, and then they begin to take up their own cultures as well mm-hmm. I think currently we're studying the book of Exodus mm-hmm. and many times we would also see the cultures of the people surrounding this Israelite mm-hmm. and the kind of things the Egyptians were doing mm-hmm. so if the Egyptians had married, which we will still see, and married the Israelites, they would take up their own kind of culture. Mm-hmm. And those cultures would not be in line with what God is trying to explain to everyone, mm-hmm. that this is how you should actually be. Mm-hmm. And I think as a 21st century believer, if I believe God is good, mm-hmm. like I like to say, and I believe he has the perfect way of life, mm-hmm. then I can trust his decisions, mm-hmm. no matter how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And to be honest and frank, there are times where you actually meet somebody mm. and you're like, this person is literally eating <clears throat> the bill. Exactly. Right. Except the fact that the religion, the religion is either the person is not Christian mm. or the person is just one that isn't even practicing any religion and mm. that isn't, of course, that isn't going to look at all. <laughs> so I can't even be. And you're just like, this person is so perfect. Why just and then and times like that you just have to remind yourself as well mm. that because somebody is nice mm. doesn't make them the right person. You know the problem is people say things like and I'm being real now. Right? You find out that honestly you're in, in an environment where it's hard to even find a, a good a good Christian person. Yeah, yeah. And then you're there like the Christian persons that I wanted to date. Look at what they're doing. Exactly. This, this person doesn't even know how to talk to me. And let's also not forget that a lot of people are going through different stuff from their homes. And they find a guy or a girl who is able to appreciate them, uh, able to talk the right things with them, and all that. And they're like, this is somebody who's not even believe I'm ready to. Tr-. This is a problem. It's a fundamental problem of discipleship, like I said. But people are willing to say, you know what? I'm ready to give an allowance for this. Uh, but the problem is this. I think I've never said this generally before. There was a time I was, I met uh, an unbeliever, and my head was all. It wasn't because my head was that. It wasn't just even about the beauty. It was the idea that oh my god, this person clicked, clicked. Yeah, ah. yeah. And then I'm just there like, oh god, what is this? But they're not a believer. You understand? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, God, you know, you have to convert her. You have to change. <laughs> <laughs> you have to change that into the, into Christianity, but this will work. And later on, it started becoming a thing of, I want to show you something. Uh, see, we were not even dating, but it started becoming some practices that were, that were totally anti-God. Mm. And that's where I realized, you know, God really doesn't want it. And when he says don't do these things, it's not because of him. It's not because God is giving you rules. Rules do not do anything to God. Exactly, because it doesn't even live here. <laughs> we are the ones that have the, we have the damaged world that we have to live in. So all of this, this protection is for our own protection and on our own good. So. When, 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 when we ever want to tell a kid, don't touch fire, right? 
God is trying to not allow us to go through the consequences before realizing that this is wrong. Does that mean that there are cases where, now listen, this is, there are outliers. There are cases where you find people who they say they're Christians, and that's what they say, right? They're Christians, and they're married to people who are not Christians. And they say, oh, we have a happy home. And I believe that to some point, you do not understand the concept of Christianity that much. You would, if you really, if one really takes their faith seriously and discipleship, where Christ is the Lord in your heart first. This is the first thing to deal with. That's the only person you can really convince that you can't do it outside. I think, and I think, I think the understanding of how we see Christianity to be might be the problem as well. Mm. So if I don't see it as everything I'm doing in life, mm. the primary focus is to please God. Mm. And so even though I'm going to be in a dating relationship and eventual marriage, mm. that itself should please God. And if that is, if, if my aim in life is to please God through everything that I do, mm-hmm. then I know already that it says that dating or marrying mm-hmm. um, an unbeliever is not something that is good for me. So that means I won't even do that, no matter how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And I think in times where it is super tough <laughs> to, resist. <laughs> to resist that, I think that is where you can also employ the Holy Spirit to help you through those things. Because there are many other things. It's not just relationships. There are many other things that naturally you just feel like this is what gives me pleasure and I want to do it. Mm-hmm. But then you also know that it is not in line with your faith. Mm-hmm. And so what you can do is to ask the Holy Spirit to help you mm-hmm. so you don't fall into that. And also use your brain. Give yourself space. <laughs> you can, of course, because if this person is someone that you already have some sort of bond with, mm-hmm. continuous interaction with that person would not lessen it, it would increase it. Yeah, that's so if if you're already in that space, then just, you know, buy out a little, a little, a little bit of space mm. and just give yourself time to heal yourself. And I think another thing is for people in my own generation to accept the fact that there are real consequences to going outside or rather to dating and eventual marrying somebody that is without the faith. Mm. Um, and it's not because you're trying to prove that you're better. It's not because you're trying to prove that you have something that this person doesn't. Mm. If in fact the Bible teaches us to love our neighbors, and if this person is an unbeliever, your primary goal as well would be to share and pray for the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would mean that. Um, don't. 